So, so you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd rather you did it in a comfortable bed rather than our slightly less comfortable pews while right. we're preaching. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleeping Podcast. Now, there's still parts of being at church that we think are really valuable, like the community coming together and being able to push back at each other and challenge each other on our ideas, the support and encouragement that comes along with that, the music that happens in the worship setting children who totally disregard all expectations during children's moment and cookies and cookies very important cookies and coffee but we'll give you what we can uh, which is the sermon i'm susan foster and i'm chris marshall and we are united methodist pastors in reno nevada we're not theological experts or perfect preachers but we are pastors who take care and consideration and work hard to bring our people a good word and so we want to share that with you we started this podcast so if you're unable to make it to the pews on a sunday morning for whatever reason whether that's because you're working or away from home or doing things with your kids at their school or for sports or or whatever or maybe even just sleeping in you can keep up with some of the ideas that we're floating around the church these days So each episode is a conversational version of the sermon that one of us gave on Sunday morning from our pulpit. And whatever day you are listening to it, we ask that you would snuggle up and listen carefully and have a conversation with us. Yeah, and a quick note. This is a conversation, right? We don't expect you to agree with everything we say. We would be a little bit offended if you did, I think. We would definitely... If you did. Yeah, we, we want you to question. We want you to disagree. We want you to figure out what you think. Our sincere hope is that whatever it is that you think, it will bring you life. It will bring you the desire to continue growing in love, that it will help you become a deeper person of faith, and you will experience this mysterious loving force in the world that we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So, Chris, this Sunday was the third Sunday of Advent. We we are talking about the sermons we gave on December 11th, the third Sunday of Advent. 2016. 2016. This is the Sunday if, you are, if your church has the purple candles that you finally get to light the pink candle. So that's what we sort of following that theme loosely this year at my congregation. But it happens that the scriptures that I chose for this week based on our study called Awaiting the Already, where we are looking at how each gospel talks about Jesus's birth and how he came into the world. So we came to Luke this week. That means angels and shepherds. Angels and shepherds. That's the fun one. Like the other ones are all a little bit sedate. Yeah. So I actually read a lot of scripture on Sunday morning for folks. I was teasing my 8am service that I was trying to see how much scripture I could make my layperson lay read. read. Um, I haven't found the limit yet. She keeps agreeing to do it. So I told the story of the angel appearing to Zachariah. I told the story of Elizabeth and Mary how, visiting Elizabeth. And Mary when... visiting the Annunciation to Mary and then Mary's visit to Elizabeth. And then the shepherds and the angels. Ooh, so lots shepherds. of characters, like lots of scripture, right? Okay, so sidebar. Yes, sidebar. I have on CD the Hawaiian version of the Gospels. <laughs> okay. And because 
Why, Why not? not? It's Pidgin English. Uh-huh. And it was given to me by a dear friend of mine who is Hawaiian. Uh-huh. And so I listen every once in a while around this time of year because it gives me such joy to hear a different kind of voice reading this story. And they talk about when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth uh-huh. and Mary is approaching and it says that the baby leaps in right. Elizabeth's I got, I've womb got a comment about that. Yeah. For joy. In Pigeon English, it says the baby goes, whoopa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I always like, whenever we're reading the story of Mary and Elizabeth, I'm always like, whoopa in whoopa. my head. Like, yes. yes, this is the fun part. Yes. Well, I, I do have a comment about that when we get to that part of the story. So the great thing about Luke's telling is, like you say, it is much more enlivened like there is it's upbeat it's upbeat but really what what's happening is that it's a musical oh it is a musical (laughs) right okay so every time something happens like there's a big dramatic scene like for Zachariah for instance the angel says do not be afraid this is what's going to happen and Zachariah says I'm too old and then he gets silenced for the entire pregnancy right yeah and at the final end and then he was forced to listen Right. For a while. For a while. Yes, there is that aspect. But then finally, when when it comes to naming John, he he writes out that his name will be John, Uh and he can then speak, and then he starts singing. It is like he is in a musical. Right? (laughs) He's like enchanted. Right? Well, and what's crazy is that he's not the only one. Why is everybody singing and dancing in New York? Right, right, right. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's what's happening in this text, right? Because the same thing happens with Mary, right? Yeah. Mary hears from the angel, "Don't be afraid. This is what's going to happen." She says, "I'm too young," which is, you know, kind of an interesting comparison, right? Right. Of course. That they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And the angel says to her, "Well, Elizabeth is pregnant," and Mary goes, "Oh, well, if you can make that happen, (laughs) I guess I can be pregnant. I guess I can burst into song too." Too. And then she meets. Elizabeth and she bursts into song, you know, my soul magnifies the Lord. Blah, 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 yeah, right? yeah. And Elizabeth, that scene you're talking about, Upa, right? It's the it's like Luke even gives choreography to the baby still inside the womb and, and, and John reacts, right? Part like, of the stage show I don't want to imagine, a baby in uterus dancing. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean, but I think it's a really great piece of choreography there. You sure, know, like how yeah. do you get how do you coordinate that, right? And then you have the angels and they come to sing to the shepherds and and moves them to go see the baby with this, like, what we have is two lines, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he... It's the chorus line. That has favors, to, to right? There's a simple. big chorus. I mean, yeah. like, it's a, it's, a, it's a musical, Yeah. Right? And I love a good musical. You know you know that about me. Because you know I even have a, I have a sermon based on high school musicals, so... Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. who doesn't? But who doesn't, right? No, I think that's a Susan. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 funny. But anyway, so Luke sets this story in the middle of a song and it's about joy. Yeah. I mean, the songs aren't necessarily joyful, but I think there's definitely a piece of joy in every one of these little interactions. There's like, a sense of like God is in breaking and I'm in the middle of it and how did this happen and whoa. And it's okay to get excited. And it's okay to get excited. Because my sermon about the expectations, right? right? We sort of temper our expectations a lot. Right. And to be able to say like, no, wildest expectation, it's all coming true. Wildest right. dream, it's all coming, it's coming true. true. It's okay to get excited about this. It's actually happening. Right. The joy thing is really, I think, significant because I think joy is one of those things that when we think about joy, we're like, oh, I can make that happen, right? Mm. It's like, I could go do that and that would give me joy, right? Yeah. But the reality is that joy is an inbreaking thing. Yeah. Joy is that thing that shows up sometimes when we plan it. Well, we can but cultivate joy. We can cultivate it. But what I'm, th- the, how joy kind of sneaks in yeah. and shows up 
in expected places, but more often we get more joy out of those unexpected places, right? That joy just sort of sneaks in. I think the story I told on Sunday was of of a man whose bedside I was at with his family as he lay dying. So a cheerful story. Totally a cheerful story. (laughs) But there was joy in that. The reason it popped into my mind is I can still see the look on his daughter's faces Mm -hmm. when we realized that the motions he was making with his hands, he was putting one hand in the other. He was clapping? No, he wasn't clapping. And then he would pitch a baseball. Oh, wow. So it was like he was getting ready to pitch a baseball. And this is a man who, one of the great joys of his life had been baseball. One of his cousins was a pro ball player. And and this is a man who spent his entire service during World War II. He directed R&R in Hawaii. Wow. And he never got to come home because oh. that's what his job was. Yeah. But he spent the entire war playing baseball with GIs, <laughs> right? And it had been like, a passion for him and a love for him. But anyway, to sit with his daughters and to be able to just be joyful, joy just kind of snuck into that room that was solemn at moments. And they were sorry that he was dying, but he had Alzheimer's. And so this was part of that. But to see that essence of who their dad was, was joy. right? Yeah. And it snuck in, right? I know as a pastor, I experienced some gallows humor. Of course. When I visit folks who are dying. Yeah. Especially because I think there's some clarity there uh, about what's valuable and what's not. But exactly. it's also joy that has that sneaks in in the places where we think sometimes there will be no more joy. Right. And well, the number of times people have experienced laughter in the middle of a funeral because oh, yes, a memory yes. has popped up for them that gave just them... Just cracks up. Like, yeah, just just made them laugh. And then they feel guilty because it's, right. oh, it's a funeral so, and we're supposed to be sad right now. And, it, and it's, it's like, no, and I think, you're supposed to be remembering this person. And if that brings you joy, then that is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think what I was getting at in my sermon for folks was really this whole idea that in the midst of the complicated things, you know, there's some big stuff going on in my congregation right now. Right. Some, some, some grief is happening and some uncertainty. And to say, and even in the midst of grief and uncertainty, there is joy because we know God is in breaking. Because yes. God is doing these crazy things for Zachariah, with Zachariah and Elizabeth and with, with Mary and with some shepherd, random shepherds in a field are involved in this stage show. Yeah. And that they get excited, right? Like, they're not like, oh, what was that? Mm." No, they're like, let's hop up and leave. Let's go and see what is happening. Yeah. And so to just be present with that and to be okay with that and to look for that and to be okay with those moments that seem slightly inappropriate. So here's the other story. So so on Sunday, as we mentioned, we lit the pink candle this week, right? Yeah. And at our church, I invite somebody or somebodies, you know, to come and light the candles. And this Sunday, I had a couple in my congregation. I asked them to do it. Of course, we have a little reading, responsive reading, and, and there's instructions. And I had walked them through what the expectations were to light two purple candles and then light the pink candle after the, the responsive reading. Right. Well, Mike... Got excited. He's a former fireman. He loves fire. We love you, Mike. We do love Mike. And Mike lit all three of the purple candles. He got excited about purple. He got excited about purple. And and Linda was like, 
nudging him, like trying to, you know, pushing him with her with her elbow, like trying to get his attention, but he couldn't understand what she was whispering to him. So then my music director, Joyce, like runs over and blows out one of the purple candles. <laughs> I will undo this. Right? Yeah. And then points at the pink candle. We love you too, Joyce. <laughs> and the pink candle got lit. And it was joyful. My congregation just rolls with those kinds of things. Nobody's like, oh my God, I can't believe we the didn't do that. The ritual was part. wrong. No, we were just like, that's just, you know, that's just that's how it just is, funny. right? Yeah. But the story is even deeper because on the first Sunday of Advent, I had had a new woman to the congregation and her daughter light the candle and, and she had gotten confused and she had lit two candles. Oh, okay. Right. And she had been so embarrassed by it. Oh. Right. And she had quickly got my my nods and she had blown one out too but after church we had the biggest giggle about this yeah because here was here was somebody who had been in church for years and hadn't done it perfectly and she had it was okay it was okay it was okay and just the joy of being even in our mistakes yeah you know not a huge mistake come on let's be real this a is candle not gonna, who cares i can't right yeah but there's joy in the knowledge that we are in this together yeah. And there's joy in the knowledge that the story will turn out, even my, if it's a crazy idea. My dad used to say, it's laugh or cry, kid. Yeah. We were on a family vacation in Las Vegas, and we're at the Luxor, and we're doing the ride that's in the Luxor that's supposed to be quote-unquote educational. It's basically what is now Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or the Star Wars ride at Disneyland, okay, where you're okay. sitting in a seat, and the seat shakes, and then you're watching a video, and the video makes it feel like you're falling or whatever. And I'm terrified of heights, and it was basically falling for a really long time. And I was weeping, and I could hear my dad laughing. I was maybe 11 years old. I could hear my dad just dying of laughter on the other side of my mom. And I looked at my mom, and I was mad that he was having a good time when I was freaking out. And I said, Mom, why is he doing that? And I hear him shouting through his laughter on the other side of her. It's laugh or cry, kid. Laugh you know, cry. like okay. that, that when those little mistakes happen, like we can choose to take ourselves really seriously or we can decide that that's permission to take ourselves lightly and right. to say, oh, well, you know, we're yeah. in this together and we can laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. The other uh, little story that goes with this is that on Saturday night, my church had their annual potluck ornament exchange. Oh, and um, they take the ornament exchange pretty seriously. Oh. You know, there's lots of stealing and, and that kind of thing. Oh, it's like, like the white elephant thing. Like the white thing. elephant thing, yeah. But this year, we, just in case you think the whole breaking into song never happens, we added a new dimension to the ornament exchange, and that is that we, had, we sang a song that related to each ornament as it was unwrapped. Oh, Lord. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. So give and us an example. So, you know, Frosty the Snowman when there was a snowman ornament yeah. or Blue Christmas when there was like a, or a White Christmas when there was an ornament with like lots of snow, snow on it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just really sweet and funny. Yeah. And, um, and it was a way to keep all the ages in- included. And, yeah. And, you know, sometimes a gift exchange, you kind of get a little distracted, You're but it was really funny. for a long time. But I laughed when I thought about it later because I was like, oh my gosh, we just totally performed a musical. We're in the musical. We're in the musical. We just burst into song. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're all in this together. together, right? Yeah. My favorite song is "Get Your Head in the Game." But anyway, oh, that's a good one too. That's with the one. basketballs, with the basketballs. That was a High School Musical reference. That was a High School non- Musical reference <laughs> for the non-enthusiast who had no idea what that just went. So that's what we covered. We just covered the idea that joy is a part of the season, and that's a part of this telling of the story of Jesus' birth. And I did remind them again. 
There have been no donkeys yet. Still no donkeys. Still no donkeys. You'd think in Luke that would where the would be where the donkey would no, show up. No donkeys. No donkey conga line. No camels. No camels either. Are the cattle lowing at least? Not the as far as I can lowing. tell. Not the, as far as I can tell. So away in a manger lied to so, me. Yes, it did. So <laughs> anyway, but that's where we went this week. And so. the friendly beasts. Friendly beasts. Well, cool. Well, that sounds like fun. So. What are the ways that you cultivate joy? And when is another moment, maybe outside of church, when you have experienced a burst Ooh, of unexpected, unexpected joy? joy? Oh, well, you know, I'm pretty entertained most <laughs> of the time. So, uh, you know, the finding of a treasure at the store when you were something you didn't know you needed till you saw it. Yeah. I think of, you know, when you get that smile from the little kid in front of you in the aisle, in the, in the line, you yeah. know, mom's like stressing out about stuff and you just, you just get to smile and, and play with the little kid. With the little kid, the toddlers. Um, oh, I know that, that when we were in Target last night, there was that cute little kid that reminded me of your niece. Oh, yeah, the little blonde girl. And she was like, she was in her pajamas and she was diving onto the undercarriage of the shopping cart. Just yeah. having a great old time. That was like the most fun thing she could do. Right. Like, it, like, like, there she was, was nothing... the cart was not rolling anywhere. Nobody no, was no, going anywhere. There was anywhere. no danger, but like, she was she... just basically falling onto the. Yeah, and she was like, and she was like oblivious to the rest of us. Yeah. It was just nothing but the joy of, of doing this thing. And I think sometimes um, we miss that. Yeah. And the cultivating joy thing, like the inbreaking joy, I really love because it catches you by surprise. Right. But the cultivating joy thing, I think, is really important for us, particularly when we talk to people who are really busy, are really yeah. stressed out. This or... time of year is exhausting for them to make space for yeah. rest, restoration, uh, rejuvenation, and, well, and yes, having like, fun. That's, I mean, that's that's what Zachariah has to have, right? Right. He needs somebody to tell him you can no longer speak. <laughs> Just take you, a break. You, you you need to take a break because you're trying to you're you're overanalyzing this. Trust, trust yeah. that this is going to happen. God has said this is going to happen, and and so be alert and be awake and be attentive. And sometimes that means we need to shut the heck up. Yes. And we need to get out of God's way. And sometimes we make our list so long and so involved that there's no... It's actually a conversation I've been having with a lot of parents this year. Right. One of my... We have to decorate the tree and we have to do the charity thing and we have to get the kids ready for the pageant at Um, school, at church. Yeah. And one of my folks was so excited. She says, one less thing off the list. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like... I've decided we're doing Keurig hot chocolate on Christmas morning. Keurig hot chocolate. <laughs> so, hey. so I don't have to pick up packets. I got the box. We got it. I'll put it in their stockings. They open their stockings. We, it's like, Perfect. And, and, and it was so funny because it was something that like, I'm not concerned about at all in yeah. my life. Yeah. But was clearly something it that was, was valuable her. for her. And, and I think that's the other piece of this is that, that joy is different for all of us. Yeah. And, then, and the things that give you joy are not necessarily the things that give me joy. Well, usually we're we're pretty, pretty on the same, same page. page. But but yes. that I that that expectation wise, yeah. I can't expect that my joy is going to be your joy. But right. I can share my joy. As I've learned, every time I've tried to crack a joke in a sermon that people did not think was funny, oh. <laughs> like, well, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. No, okay. Yeah. Oh well. well and sometimes that's the difference between our two services, right? Yeah, you guys have a good sense of humor. Well, but sometimes the 8 o'clock gets the joke and the 10 o'clock doesn't. That's true, too. That's always true, so, too. Well, anyway, so. All right. So. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topic we've been discussing today, if you want to share some joy with us, if you have a favorite musical that you want to share with us, send us an email. 
We're at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook. The scripture that Susan used was, oh, hold on to your hats, Luke chapter 1, verses 13 to 17, 30 to 33, 41 to 46, and chapter 2, verses 10 to 15. And the music that you heard is Take Me Higher by Jazar. We send everyone forth from our worship services with a benediction, and so we do the same here. We say, go forth with joy today. Go forth and be surprised. Go forth and cultivate so that you can be surprised, so that you do not miss where God is in breaking with joy and where the song is about to break for Amen? And you know, breaking a song, freak out your coworkers today. That'll be fun too. Oh yes, please do.